0: Up squad, it's Maddie, aka Mads Tads on Instagram. As some of you probably know me better that way, I'm so excited you stumbled upon my podcast so I can take you outside the four walls that is Soul Cycle and into the world beyond the bike former Hollywood executive assistant turned master instructor at SoulCycle. I'm here to tell you all the wild stories that took me on the journey to get to where I am today and hopefully how we're going to get to our next best versions of ourselves. Stick around. It's going to be a wild ride. This is Mads Tads Beyond the Bike. Darlings, darlings, welcome back. I'm so glad that you've made it back and you are here with me. I'm actually super fired up, so I never really pick a day of the week where I record my podcast, but it's Saturday. I taught uh, my 1045 class in Chestnut Hill and it was fire. I never, I shouldn't say I never, I so very rarely feel this fired up after teaching. Usually, usually I am a little more drained or I just get kind of like very sleepy around this time in the afternoon after having te- ta- teached. Lord, my words won't even, they're not even correct in my brain because I'm just so amped up. My, <laughs> like, oh my God. Anyway, I very rarely teach, and I get jazzed up. And today, like, I couldn't even sit still with my dad at Cheesecake Factory, which, by the way, I've been making that joke in Chestnut Hill for, like, weeks now, and I'm dead serious. Like, Cheesecake Factory is my thing, and I, like, am not even looking for a plug to get sponsored, but honestly, I would save so much money if they did sponsor me, but that's a whole other ball game. So, basically, this week was really insane. I feel like so much... Just like so much went down this week, be it good, bad, in between, in the middle, but it was a really big learning week for me. I just learned a lot about showing up, having high courage conversations, like owning your mess, all the different things that I talk about on my Instagram or I just talk about in class or I talk about in general with friends, family, whoever. And um, I don't know, it just kind of all came to fruition today when I was kind of just once in a while when I'm writing, I don't always say amazing things in class. It's impossible to have, you know, the 120 most perfect, amazing class every time you teach. I call the classes where you feel the like those are your unicorn classes and you are constantly always trying to chase them as an instructor i think about this if you have like an amazing presentation at work or i don't know you could you could kind of make it yours for whatever your profession is or just like anything in the world you just have that like aha moment that like oh ah! where, like, the heavens open up and, like, Jesus comes down and we have, like, a spiritual experience. Like, that is literally what happened this morning. And it's so rare. And it's such, like, a I always, every time it happens, I'm like, oh, my God, why can't I pull footage of this so I can hear what I actually said in the moment? Because 99% of the time, I just black out. It's just full blackout. I don't remember anything I have no idea what I said like it just it is what it is and it came down it's like this divine it just like drops in and it comes out of my mouth and I even shock myself sometimes and I don't even mean that in like a conceited bitchy way if you will I just mean it like it's it's so rare and it's so weird how it happens and it's usually when I'm truly moved by a subject so I'm going to explain to you kind of where it came from and maybe try to kind of like give you the abridged version of what went down in 1045 Chestnut Hill this Saturday, the day after Valentine's Day. Yee! So the backstory of where this kind of all came about was I was asked back to Suffolk this week. A few months back, I had spoken at their ADPR event I did a final project kind of, it was a mix between event planning and a panel and the students put it on and they had asked me to come and just talk about my experience and kind of how I was in PR and then I was kind of like in advertising and I kind of was all over the place and like a little bit of like amoeba when it comes to wearing a lot of hats and business and college and the workplace or whatever. I mean, we can go, we can drag that as back far back as we want or come to right now where I am. So They asked me back and I was a little nervous because I thought I was going to go into a classroom and I'm not really used to having somebody kind of like watch what I do and, you know listen to like my words or have a, have to lock it up. I feel like I can just be like my most truest self in the studio. And I don't really worry about, you know, like, oops, I said the F word or whatever. So I was actually really relieved that I was speaking basically to a group of students and it's an on-campus club, um, all based around social media, marketing, entrepreneurship. There was like finance, there was a couple like different, sections and honestly I'm I don't even know that well I just say yes to these things because I think the more you say yes to speaking engagements the less uncomfortable you are when you have to show up for the bigger things so it's all just practice and it's all just tools in your toolbox that you can take on and become life skills. So I show up and I was so excited because I saw they were like, no, there's no professor here. And so I didn't really have to lock it up or, you know, be concerned that I was looked a certain way or whatever. And it was so awesome. I got to really just speak very candidly about, you know, life. And it wasn't in a patronizing way at all, but it's just like, it's, I'm only 31, which is still young, but these these kids really are, you know, between 19, 20, 21 years old, 22. There was a couple um, students in there from the MBA programs and whatnot. And I was just like, y'all have so much life and lessons. Like there's so much space between where you are right now and where you're going. I wish that you could just relax and slow down. Because the number one thing I find and the number one question I get DM'd about for I would say college age students, sometimes high school, but that's like pretty much like really jumping the gun. But I feel like juniors, seniors, sometimes sophomores in college, first year, second year out of college is the niche market where I get the most interesting questions. And yet they all stem from, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know what I want, I don't know where I'm meant to be, I don't know how I want to work, I went to school for this major and now I don't want to do it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In all different forms, like insert blank here of the question, but the main like core of the question is, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And that in itself is causing so much unnecessary anxiety and stress in these, what I'm just going to say this avatar for this podcast is age- 18 to 24 probably, 25, it's causing so much unwarranted stress and anxiety because there's this notion that you have to be where you need to be right right out of college or if you don't get it perfect or you don't take the best job right out of college, like you are in trouble and your whole life is over. But newsflash, gone are the days where you get a job and you work for a company for 50 years and then you retire. There are very, very specific markets and very specific forms of job or work, career path. Sorry, I'm kind of all over the place. Career path, whatever, that maybe call for that, but I'd say the vast majority of things you're going to do in your life, you're not going to go work for a company for 50 years and then it's going to be over. So where is this like just fear, like gut-gripping, heart-clenching fear coming from. And I think a lot of it might be from parents, from different figures in people's lives of maybe like authority or whatever saying, what like, what are you doing? Why haven't you figured it out? And I can remember when I was there being just like writhing with anxiety, being like, you know, I took the wrong job or I didn't get it right. Or you're doing something that maybe doesn't look like your friends or you took a job and you hate it and now what do I do? Well, guess what? You go work there for six months to a year and it might suck, but you do the work, you put your head down, you get the good recommendation and then you jump ship and you leave and you go to a different company. We are making the biggest giant Mount Everest mountains out of the smallest mole hills when it comes to this stuff these days. And I said it in Chestnut Hill today, I seriously, as much as I love Instagram because it is, it has made me who I am. I truly believe that everything that I've built around my bike and then some has come because of my social media presence and my following and I know that 100% but I truly think that everybody is so busy scrolling and seeing what everybody else is doing that it's causing such discernment in their life. Like they are so afraid to make the wrong move or not make the right move or what is the right move or look at what that person's doing. Why am I not there? Why don't I have the house, the baby, the dream, the, the whatever it is. And it is, it is like truly... Truly not okay. I know I got a little bit outside the kind of niche market I'm talking about in here with saying like the house, the baby, whatever. But honestly, that's just further down the line. So really this podcast, this particular episode could really be for all ages. Because as I said this morning, here's the good news and the bad news. The bad news is none of us know what the hell we're doing. I'm 31 years old. I ride a bike for a living. I mean, you know, more or less. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that forever. Like, I'm not, I'm a realist. I'm a dreamer, but I'm also a realist. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do it, God willing. And I could sit here and live in that anxiety, or I could just get to work. And hey, if this doesn't work out, what's the next best move I can make? And then what's the next best move after that? I keep playing over and over. You know, that's, I love Disney. Frozen 2, there's a song about, you know, do the next best thing. And what's the next best thing you can do? Some like beautiful little song. And I'm sure there's children running around singing it and like, good, good, (laughs) because we need it. We're so stuck in this fear, this, I'm telling you this, like, like, like hardened around our heart that we're going to mess up. But when we mess up, that's not game over. That's not end game. That's just, okay, I failed here. I took something that just isn't serving me and now I just have to reroute. It was like a few podcasts ago when I talked about your Waze app. It doesn't say like, you're done for, you're dying, you're off course. Oh my God. It's just like rerouting. We're just going to reroute you. You might just go through this parking lot or whatever, but we're going to be fine. Bottom line is we are going to be fine. So long story short, and I know I've said this before, I yelled something at the end of class like, you're not supposed to know what some skinny bitch in Australia is doing. Because truly, you're really not. And as much as I love Instagram and looking at all these travel bloggers and I think it's amazing that people can literally make a living traveling the world, that is not the norm. That is not... Every single person out there. And also that's just not everybody's path. And I think that it's clouding people's ability to own their own lives. Like I said this morning, run your race. Stop looking at all the garbage around you and get to work. Run your own race. Do your thing, your path. That's what you're meant to do here. You can't do someone else's job or someone else's race because it's not meant for you. So why are you trying to do that? Because, you know, the picture at Bondi Beach looks like some sort of dream and you must have that and I'm just going to do all the things that I see and hear online because that's, that's obviously where I'm supposed to be and I'm a failure if I don't get there. What? Like, what? No. Absolutely not. We will not stand for that. We will not. No. At the end of the day, all that we can control is the real estate between our left ear and our right ear. And what I mean by that is the only thing that we can truly, truly 100% have control over is our brain, our mindset, how we think and how we react to what happens to us. So two people could go work for the same awful company and decide it's not for them. And one person could let it crush them and be like, I'm such a failure. Oh my gosh. And it just derails them. And who knows what happens to that person? Or there's the other mindset of, you know what? This just isn't serving me. And while I have this job, I can go look for other jobs. Because what better than to find a job and level up when I actually already have a job? And then I can make the next best decision for what's going to get... Decision the next best decision, the next right move for what's going to put me on that course to that very best version of me and like slingshot me with such purpose and passion into my future. Does that make sense? Like, does that ring a bell? Warner, did we not get into the same law school? <laughs> I always say that line from Legally Blonde because it truly is it's such a great moment and that movie is so much more than just like you know what it was meant to be like I've used it as just such a great example of how all the like chips were stacked against her and she she persevered through it because of who she was and her mindset and I love that part where she's like am I on glue or do we not get into the same law school Warner at any rate just making me think of doing your own race. One of my absolute favorite pictures of all time is this picture of Michael Phelps from one of the Olympics. It was either a freestyle or fly. I can't remember. And he's racing, obviously. That's what he does. He swims. He swims in the Olympics. Um, And whoever is like behind him, the picture is so great. So it shows Michael obviously racing and he is dead set on what's in front of him. He isn't, like everything else is like not even in his stratosphere. He's got eyes on the finish line, blinders on, get to work. But the person behind him who got second place was looking at Phelps the whole time. And it's just like such a great analogy for if you're looking at, what everybody else is doing and how they're doing it to the best of their ability it's just going to mess up your race at the end of the day you need to run your race and steady the course on your path Because that's what truly matters and that's how you live your truth and live to the best of your ability and find what you're passionate about and find that next best version of you. I sometimes look back at my story and it's wild. It's truly wild how I got to where I got to. And it could have taken so many different turns and how I ended up here is bananas. And if I listened to everything everybody told me to do, to not to do, and everything else in between, instead of going with what I knew my path was and what I truly believed, I like was the best of me and i and showing up to the best of my ability every day, I can say without doubt that I probably wouldn't be where I am today, and oh, what a bummer that would be, like who knows who knows, but you can't dwell on what could have been, what should have been, what maybe had like. You just have to do the next best thing. Put the next foot in front of you. Super cheesy, but I always say one pedal stroke at a time. You can't put both. I mean, I don't know anybody that puts, puts both pant legs on at the same time. Like, do you just jump into your pants when you wake up in the morning? I don't know. Maybe you have sweatpants you can jump into and you're highly skilled. Unsure, but I'm pretty sure everybody puts one pant leg on at a time. I don't think anybody's jumping out of bed like and hopping around their house, like two feet at a time. You know, we're, we walk one foot in front of the other on great days. We skip on days, we're feeling amazing. Sometimes we run, but at the end of the day, it's one foot in front of the other, it's the next best thing, the next right move. And if we keep that mindset going, and that's how we show up, and the thoughts that we have. I'm pretty sure we're all going to get to where we need to go eventually. And yes, we might get blown off course and the direction we're going may change. It's never a clean course and it's never a clear path. There will be detours and there probably will be roadblocks and all different things in between. But honestly, that is what shapes who we are, our character, and eventually gives us a hell of a story and going back to Instagram I feel like the part where people are really getting tripped up is the highlight reel they see all the goals and the dreams and the big things happening but everyone and I do this too neglects to see all the bathroom floor moments and all the bullshit and the trenches and the roadblocks and the detours because most of the time we don't want to talk about them. Right? We don't want to admit the defeats and the crappy moments. We want to show all the good stuff. But I think, you know, it's always as it is. You can't have the dark without the light. You can't have those aha moments without, you know, the shit the bed moments. You can't have, you know, beauty without, you know, we can't have those rainbows without the rain. It's 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 that delicate ballet dance. So if we weren't so obsessed with this highlight reel of everything being so perfect and having it so together all the time, I think we would just drop the anxiety and drop the stress because everybody's a mess. And if people are showing up genuine and vulnerable, they'll admit that. They'll say, Yeah, I took all those jobs and they sucked, or this play and this thing, and this didn't go right. And they'll admit their defeats. And and here's the one step better. They'll talk about them. Because by talking about our downfalls and basically befriending our 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 bad, crappy parts of our life, that's when we become so powerful. We get superpowers from that. I truly believe that's where your superpowers come from and that's when you show up as a whole different beast. Put a button on it. I seriously feel like I could go on and on about this subject because it gets me so fired up. I just want, I want people, especially young people in that unsteady uncharted waters of their life to not worry so much because it will all work out so to keep this short and simple because I enjoy this podcast being just like a little quick pick me up in your life instead of like you know an hour long whatever is perfection and getting it right on the first try is bullshit and anybody who tells you otherwise is lying failure is a key to the secret sauce of getting to where you want to be in your life. That's just the bottom line. Fail, fail again, and fail better. You are never going to know in the moment if the job that you've been offered and the path that you're about to walk down is the best, most perfect path for you. But the only way that you figure out what's not for you is by doing more. And walking the different paths and stepping into the different jobs that you don't know if they're going to be right for you. But how can you know? It's impossible to know what you don't know. So you got to get out there and start walking the trails and you will figure out what's not for you. Instead of thinking of your failures as definitive no's in your life, what if it's just, no, that doesn't serve me, what's going to serve me now? It's just information, Maybe you take 10 jobs and you hate all 10 of them and they're in different things. Well, guess what? You're made for something else. And now you know your standard and what doesn't work for, for you moving forward. I promise that you will take a job in your life that you hate. I promise that you will have a boss that is an absolute fucking nightmare and makes your life more or less a living hell depending on how you want to flip the situation. But I also know that you're in control of all these things. If you're showing up to a job every day that you hate and you sob, get a fucking new job. Yeah, I, it, it's going to be difficult and you might have to go on 100 interviews and you might have to send out 500, you know, job applications, but you will get to that next point. Like that's not the hill you're going to die on. We're in the business of living our life to the fullest and thriving. So study the course, stay true to yourself, stay on your path, and run your own race. feel like I could just go on and on, but truly that is the gist of what I wanted to share with everyone today, and I appreciate you as always for tuning in. Check out my Instagram subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast, all the things. DM me, stalk me, come to class. If you're from out of town, I love when people drop in and they're like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. It literally makes my week and it means so very much to me. So I will leave you on that high note as I leave you every single week. May you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless.